0: Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of Stationary Freaks with myself, Rob Lambert, and of course...
1: Helen Hazusky.
0: Today we are going to be talking about stationery, of course, but what we wouldn't want to not live without... Did I get that right? I think so. What we would want in our stationery pack for 2022 one.
1: Yeah, so I think this I, I've sort of thought about this in advance a little bit unlike me obviously.
0: Um, and, and should we should we at least be honest with the audience that we've actually recorded at least half of this podcast before <laughs> um, literally 10 minutes ago and uh, for some reason it didn't record so here we are again. So yeah we're quite well prepared for this one. Aren't we,
1: <laughs> we've had a bit of a practice Rob think of it like that. So yes yeah, so there is a little bit of preparation that's gone on here. So the stuff that I use over and over again is what i was thinking about and i was uh one of the things that i use over and over again is uh, a book and you laugh at me about this is a book called clip book by filofax which please insert your lovely helen's <laughs> the okay. 1980s joke in here i
0: was going to say yes helen the 1980s are called and they would like you back <laughs>
1: The thing is, this is really cool. So it's a bit like a lever arch file, but it's soft. So it's got a soft cover. I've mine. I've got one in plain blue and one in plain yellow, with a effectively a, a, a bit like a clip a lever arch clip in there. You pull apart, like your file used to be. You know, let's face it, it's their that company. And what was really good, I used this over and over when I worked at a company with direct reports. It meant that you could. Uh, have sections for each direct report and then when they move to another manager as often happened at that company you could pass your notes on to another manager so that the notes went with the direct report and it was really good and I found so many ways that I can reuse this I've just uh, joined another company and every time I go to a new client I reset this up and I have these sections and it's really cool I use it over and over again.
0: Yeah I just looked them up on the website and I think that that big clip in the middle is what always put me off the file It just always seemed to be in the way, no matter what angle I tried to write at. Um, The clip was just there, and it was just annoying. But, I mean, they look pretty cool. They look quite florally, although you tell me you've got sort of a plain one.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure floral was was the right design choice, Filofax. But, you know, yeah, what do I know?
0: So what are the sort of paper is on your list and and of course i've already asked this question in the previous recording of this or not recording but there's no bullet journals you seem to have already got a stash of these paper ones um,
1: i have a massive stash of pe- well massive stash i probably have three paper ones i bought when the company sent me a very nice email saying yeah we're they were a startup just couldn't get traction and especially with covid and all the rest of it so they've uh, sent emails out saying look It's the very last bit, do you want any more? And I had a few and I really wish I'd bought more now. But I have found, as I said before, the Zen Art Supplies ones, which I'm really enjoying. So uh, yeah, it's not like I need any books on my Dear Santa list. It's just that I have a lot and I always want more.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, I've got a cupboard full of notebooks, but I should still be looking for some A6 moleskins, which um, I I use for journaling. So, you know, we talked about this on previous podcasts. Yeah. Um, I've really got into it, it's been super helpful and I just can't wax lyrical enough about how good uh, journaling has been from a sort of mental perspective more than anything. And because I've got really into it I'm probably going to get through two this year, I reckon two of these A6 soft-backed lined moleskins, which are pretty good I found them really nice to write on they sort of just about the right size which is good but I've also been using these little field note pocket books just can't find them um, at a reasonable price they seem to be sort of I just had a quick look on Amazon they were 23 pound for three books and I was like really
1: much as I love them and I really do they just they just don't do them in the sizes that I prefer just don't use them they're ones I admire from afar but you really don't mind the size do you
0: no in fact it's it's all part of the system so you know for me those little field notes although I'm going to move on to the moleskin cashiers because they're a little bit more affordable but the whole pocket size is exactly what I'm after you know just pop in the pocket wandering around the house or obviously when we're out and about again after lockdown just an idea comes to mind pop it in there and then I sort of process those things and move them into all the other bits of my systems that that work so yeah, I really like that size. It's a, it's a nice little size, but they, they're so small that I can fill one in like two days. So um, <laughs> yeah, it gets expensive. So I need a cheaper brand moleskin as well, to be honest.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're not cheap either, are they? The thing is, if you go too cheap, the paper's rubbish and you really want uh really nice paper. So I love retractable pencils because I write a lot in pencil. I know you do, not, not the retractable ones though, apparently they're too difficult for you
0: no it's not that they're difficult it's just every time i use them the lead snaps and you know you can hear people screaming as you know bits of pencil lead are flying across the office in the room but i just can't get them to work for me they just snap constantly and then eventually the mechanism gives up and i just you know what i prefer these um old-fashioned statler, i think they are the sort of german ones made yellow and black they're called a norris school pencil spot on that and a, a decent you know pencil sharpener i'm happy
1: Pencil sharpener, do you not find... I mean, there's mess everywhere. And I mean, particularly when you sharpen and you get the sharpened lead... All the off shavings from that, just smudge and smear everywhere, you know. As a bullet journal, smudges are not what you want.
0: But you're supposed to sharpen the pencil over a bin, not over your bullet journal. So I think that's <laughs> yeah. where you're going wrong.
1: A retractable lead pencils work fine if you press the button on the end, Rob, and don't press like you're a monkey. You'll be fine. Yeah.
0: Well, there is there is that, but, you know, I've injured so many people with those that, frankly, I'm not allowed them anymore. <laughs> We're talking about sort of notepads. Any, any other sort of notepads on your list, or are you sort of all done there, really?
1: No, I really, I mean, dear God, I never have notepads on my list, particularly. I always need the next bullet journal, and I've always decided what that one's going to be. That doesn't mean that I would walk past a paper chaser and not go in and have a look and probably come out with three more that I don't need. It's, it's, I don't make a list because I always need them. I just don't know yet which ones and why.
0: Really into the sort of yellow legal pads. And oh, Yeah. Just- yeah, just the sort of sheer act of getting a yellow legal pad out sort of triggers an association with uh, problem solving almost. So, for me, it's a it's a place to explore ideas, to break down books or stories or blog posts, and to you know brainstorm. Really, it's just something about it. I was like massively inspired by Jerry Seinfeld, um, and he used to use one to write all of his jokes. And if you do a sort of Google search for yellow legal pads you don't find a great deal of articles but the ones that you do seem to be just massively inspiring you know like people running their entire business out of these things or writing entire books in them so they're they're sort of interesting to me and there's something about that yellow color i don't know It's, it's just massively different to a white pad for some reason
1: well there's several things there one is that you may well have trained your your psyche that every time you see yellow paper that means you're entering a creative phase i mean that's like, a, as you said, a trigger for a habit. The other thing is, is that some people find that the white is too stark. If you have certainly dyslexics, for example, find the white of paper can be really stark and even a cream can take the edge off it, but that might not be enough. So the yellow might be much easier to see. I mean, I. I don't know i don't have that issue but i'm aware that it exists so maybe that's got something to do with it too it's easier on the eye
0: yeah it could be with all the amount of um mechanical pencil lead that's hit me in the eye before then that could possibly (laughs) be be part of that reason so moving on to pens i mean we we can't have that opportunity anymore really with lockdown to wander into paper chase and spend like an hour and a half doodling and trying every single pen in the shop and of course leaving (laughs) funny messages for for the next customer.
1: Part of my core kit is always a black Paper Mate gel, the Inkjoy pens. I say I enjoy them. We've had this conversation, I think, previously, because you really love fountain pen. How do you, you, I mean, do you use that for everything?
0: I do have a Parker fountain pen. I mean, it was a really cheap one, but I only really use the fountain pen for journaling
1: ah um,
0: because it's it's a little bit too slow and i think we, we were talking about this previously that yeah maybe uh, that's why my handwriting improves when i'm using a fountain pen yeah because it's slower and it's letting me think more and it's allowing me to maybe write a little bit neater
1: completely agree so i have four or five fountain pens which Until I did one job, I joined a company and it just so didn't fit with the way that that company worked, the fountain pen. I put it to one side and I never really went back to it. But I absolutely, like you, loved it because I think that slowing down of your handwriting to make the ink flow pleasantly and it doesn't go scratchy. I think that slows down your brain and makes you think more creatively whilst you're taking time to write the words.
0: Well, I mean, it's not just fountain pens. It seems to be whatever pen I pick up. If it doesn't feel right, my handwriting's awful. And so it takes a lot of time to, for me, particularly anyway, um, maybe I am just a little bit freakish, to find the right pens, which is why I tend to go for a pencil for most things, because it's, you know, obviously you've used a pencil of almost all your life as a child really i mean that's what you're only allowed until you get your pen license which i didn't realize was a thing until my son told me about that <laughs> that you now need a license to use a pen in school which is you weird do
1: need a license true um
0: but you know the pencil just feels right and i can pick up almost any pencil and it feel good whereas pens you know i was, I was reading this article by james clear on his uh, minimalist travel uh, packing system his yeah. bag and all the other stuff great article really really good and he recommended a pen so I of course went out bought it and tried it I was like nah not that impressed and then I saw another article by someone else bought that pen and I just couldn't find one until I found the fountain pen thought I'll give that a go again and that felt good whereas some of the other pens I just like I say well, you need to go into paper chase and try every single one and write an entire oh. paragraph before you know whether it feels right
1: I like you I mean I've struggled with this so I've moved on to the the ink ink joy um, gel pens really because it gives me that flow of ink but I want an ink density but I want a really fine uh, my handwriting is quite small so I want a, a fine line I don't want it big fat thickness in your pen and I'd love to write with felt tip really for want of a better word so I know um, paper Mate do something called a flare and if you can get that in a a small nib then that's quite small but the problem is is everything once you get to a thin enough nib it starts to go to the scratchy end and that's really disappointing that's the problem as well with uh, fountain pens you the nibs are so wide so that it doesn't get scratchy that my handwriting has to be bigger to make it more pleasing it's not a problem it's just a thing to take into account you know which is why i need bigger notebook
0: yeah and obviously the the more ink that you put onto the page then it bleeds through and yeah. therefore you need you know you get all that sort of challenge how do you carry all your stuff around i remember last time we worked together which was i think last year wasn't it yeah we- Actually, earlier this year, actually. You um, had a massive pencil case.
1: Well, I, I've now migrated that into three pencil cases because that makes far more sense, doesn't it? Of
0: course. That's cool.
1: <laughs> So I have diverted things into... So I now have a pencil case which has all the special pens in so this does metallic and stuff that you don't use very often then I have another pencil case which has got I have a set of like double-ended tombow markers so they're like one end is a brush tip which is really nice for doing like italics and pretty lettering for my bullet journal you can laugh at me about that in a moment and then the other end is a really quite a fine tip like a fine liner but uh not fine enough really to write with I have a really thin small pencil case which only holds about six things so it holds Uh, my retractable pencil it holds uh, my gel pen it holds a red paper mate flare which I use a lot and then it holds maybe two of these whichever two are my current colors du jour these Tombow ones so I have a little subset that I'm using all the time so that's how I do it
0: and of course you you need plenty of room in that pencil case for all that extra lead that you're going to need because your pencils keep snapping so yeah, I've got this tiny little pencil case. It looks more like a glasses case, really. Yeah. And it only holds, I think it holds about four pens maximum and then obviously the ink for my fountain pen. Yeah. But it's perfect. It keeps it minimalist. I'm really trying this last year yeah. and certainly next year to pare down as much as possible to sort of like in my entire life just sort of yeah. get rid of as much stuff as possible. So yeah. the thought of having three pencil cases with that many pens is is making me feel a bit uncomfortable but that's your style helen with your bullet journal and all your coloring and stuff
1: that idea of the minimalism and we talked massively at length about this when we were last working together i uh, you know i've been on this gig for a couple of years the idea of just simplifying everything down in your life what is it that you need and what do you not need finding ways to clear stuff out of your life is really quite good isn't it and that we really perhaps should talk about that i mean obviously stationery doesn't count i have to be honest
0: yeah no, not for you certainly um <laughs> with your pencil cases <laughs> uh, but i can't say anything you know i've got hundreds of notebooks that just don't get used so um and i keep them all so you know i've got boxes up in the loft full of all my old notebooks going back you know like 10 years probably
1: how useful honestly hand on heart how useful do you think those are going to be ever
0: well i don't know I'm, I'm a sort of sentimental old fool really and i occasionally think that maybe the boys one day will um i've got three sons by the way um i do wonder whether one day they're going to open it and go oh I'll look all dad's old notebooks and read them or they may open it and go look firewood this is good
1: <laughs> my money's on that and i know you're <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know, I, I do sometimes. I did a video for my other channel a while back which was about notebooks and I did actually go up in the loft and dig them all out and I had a good read through it and I think what was interesting was all of those projects that I'd make a note like, oh, launch this, do this, do that and every year I'd see the same thing. One of them is Parent Brain, which is my sort of side hustle. Every year for about eight years, I think it was, I would have like a little action point saying launch the podcast or launch the blog or launch whatever it's going to be. Only last year, because of our bullet journal uh, competition, actually, wasn't it? When you...
1: <laughs> that was penance, actually, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I had to keep a bullet journal for as long as it took till I launched the uh, Parent Brain brand. Um, which was a great impetus actually to get it started. So, yeah, yeah and, and sometimes just reading through, just seeing how I've changed in my career—the stuff that worried me ten years ago—I'm like, I don't care about that now, and I think that's good.
1: Nice to see how you've grown. I think that that intellectually, you you don't you adjust to your new version of normal so quickly that you think you're the same person as you were ten years ago, and it's yeah. really really good, isn't it? If you can go back and find a way of proving to yourself that actually you've learned and developed and grown. I think that's a really useful, probably you know, for me mocking you for keeping a load of old tat in your loft. Actually, that's probably a really useful purpose for it. You
0: know, I'm I'm pretty sad sometimes. You know, if I've got a spare twenty minutes or so, I'll probably go on Google and I'll do a search for old notebooks. And I think it's fascinating to read, you know, famous people's notebooks. And I will never be famous. I mean, let's face that. But it's that same thing. You know, I enjoy reading through the lives of you know ordinary people back in victorian days and what have you and just what, what their life was like i find it fascinating i mean of course we've got now instagram and twitter and all that sort of stuff so everyone's lives is is pretty much broadcast 24 7
1: we've commoditized it haven't we
0: but i think that sort of that sort of internal retrospection that reflection that you often put into journals is obviously something we probably wouldn't put out on social media and i think that's really fascinating i find it very interesting
1: Yeah, it's really interesting. In fact, you know what, in the new year, Rob, we should do uh, a conversation about maybe how we would do goal setting and new year resolutions and, you know, journaling, how to perhaps approach journaling if you want to give it a go for the new year, because I don't do it, as you well know. And you're a complete convert. So I yeah, maybe I could take up a challenge and have a go at keeping a journal for a month or something.
0: Sounds good. Yeah, I think there's a couple of podcasts there, isn't there? How to Do Goals and maybe another one on journals. So so anything else that we've missed? We've covered obviously pens and pencils and pencil cases, multiples of them. Anything else?
1: I'd like to do a shout out for the humble paperclip because do you know what? I actually, I look at this as like a physical version of hierarchy. The way it just gathers a load of things together and you can put it to one side and go, those things belong together. I don't think it gets enough love. The humble paperclip, I would like to give it a happy Christmas.
0: Really? That's interesting. <laughs> the only time I've ever used a paperclip, in fact, I've got it here in my study drawer right next to me right now, is to get the SIM card out of the phone. Yeah, I is-
1: just knew you were going to say that. I- just knew I'm sitting there thinking, what would Rob do? He'd bend it, he'd open it. Oh, and he'll use it for a SIM card extra. <laughs>
0: yeah, a SIM card or, or hacking a lock somewhere that I've uh, lost the key for. Um, that's interesting. I, didn't, I just don't have scraps of loose paper around. That just stresses me out, the thought of that.
1: When I used to do, I mean, admittedly, not so much now, but here's an example. When I used to do conferences... I would know that I had to do this conference. I would need hotel reservations. I'd need uh, travel organisations. I would need to know what talk I was giving. I might need some notes. All of that would be put together. I could clip it together with a paper clip and then stick a little post on going, this one's for X conference. And I would have like three or four or five of these piled up along the desk in day order. But, you know, maybe I'm just more organised than you.
0: For me, that's what Evernote's for. Um, everything goes in there.
1: Oh, yeah, but you know, I don't do, I'm not. Stationery should be physical. It's just anything electronics difficult really
0: yeah I mean obviously the risk that I have using entirely digital for travel which maybe we should do another podcast on this one is if I've got no internet connection or I lose the power or even lose my phone yeah so when I do travel I normally have a laptop with me anyway and I will sometimes print all of the particularly the flight details and the hotel stuff out but the talk and all the other stuff is always digital.
1: Yeah, the talk is. But sometimes I like the notes to go over the notes. It can, if you want to, particularly if it's a big conference or it's a new talk that I'm a bit nervous about, and I've got a long journey. Some of the journeys I've done have been like four hours on the train or whatever. So sitting there and being able to flick through the slides and your notes and think about it, yeah, I, I like that.
0: Yeah, I tend to try to use mechanical pencils on trains, really, to see how many <laughs> you know, other passengers I can injure on the way there. <laughs> So I think, actually, we've got some ideas there for some of the podcasts. Let us know, uh, listeners. We're waffling on. There's a lot of solo waffle going on at the moment. So let us know, actually, what you'd like us to talk about next. You know, we're going to do goal setting at the start of the new year, but we've covered journaling. We've covered even rehearsing and practicing for a conference, travel. We've covered a few things there that we could do an episode on, which would be fairly fun to do. I think the only thing missing off my list so far, the one thing I have every year, which has been less useful this year is a wall planner i always have a yearly wow. wall planner for marking conferences events etc holidays this year i ripped it off the wall in june i think it was i thought this is um, everything got cancelled so frankly <laughs> i don't need this anymore <laughs> But yes, that's uh, that's certainly on my list. So, Helen, anything else before we wrap up for this episode?
1: No, I've, I've said more than I need to say.
0: Okay, and so have I. But I will leave you with a word of caution, people. Be careful with mechanical pencils. And you heard it here first. So, <laughs> thanks, Helen. Have a great week. And uh, enjoy your Christmas, everybody. And we shall speak to you in the new year.
1: Yeah, Merry Christmas.
0: Bye-bye.